Well, you're in your little room And you're working on something good But if it's really good You're gonna need a bigger room And when you're in the bigger room You might not know what to do You might have to think of how you got started Sitting in your little room It's Friday, February 26, 2016, and it is 9.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Portland, Oregon. I'm Jack Miller. You gonna tell them if the moon is waxing or waning too? It's, w- it's, it's waning. Gibbous, I believe. And I'm Shannon Emerson, and this is White Tiger Radio. And we're live on the internet, so this is your chance. So if there's somebody listening tonight who thinks that you're somewhere else and you have a distinctive laugh... You're screwed. You're, you're definitely screwed. Don't lie. That's the moral of the story. Uh, so we got a live audience here, and I'm just wondering, Shannon, what's on your mind tonight? What's on my mind? Um... Did you see the Real Housewives of the GOP this week? (laughs) I mean, the Republican debate. Did you see it? I missed it. Why don't you have a microphone up to your face? I thought we were having a conversation. I I thought we were connecting. Yeah. Did you see it? That was me connecting. Did you see it? I was looking in your eyes. No, I missed it, but I did read about it all. Do you have an opinion about it by any chance? Of course. I didn't see it, so I I definitely have an opinion. Me too. So here's my opinion about it, which is... I th- Wait. Did you see it? No. No. I can't watch that shit. Um, so my opinion is that, I think, so I have a money-making idea for us, which is we're going to start doing betting around how soon at the next GOP debate does somebody's wig get snatched. Because... Oh, I yeah. think that we can make some money. Right. We'd have to set a standard, though, for like the timer would have to start at when Donald Trump first is introduced, and so we know the exact number of seconds. Because it's going to be a tight... People are going to say 14 it seconds. It doesn't have to be that complicated, but I think, I think all we have to do is buy the domain wigsnatcha.com. Right. We'll need an app if there's and an app developer we'll be in here And we'll be thousandaires. Yeah. We'll do... We'll, yeah. And then we'll I've, move on I've always to, dreamed of being a thousandaire. We'll move on to Fantasy Facebook, where you can place bets on, like, who's going to get divorced, who's going to cheat on their spouse, you know? Who's going to find God. And it's, who's going to find God, who's going to bore you with the life of their toddler, etc. So, anyway, a lot of money-making schemes. But really, we should get to the show, because it's going to be awesome. I can already tell. You guys are fantastic. And, uh... I want to bring up our host because we're just up here talking shit like no one's even in the room. So uh, let's get started with our first comedian and our host, Kirsten Koopenbender. Thank you, Shannon. 
Thank you, Shannon. Make sure all this is recorded. Uh, that was a really good job saying my name. It's really terrifying. There are a lot of, um, uh, what are those called when there's, they, they, they're part of a word. Yeah, but there's the, like, like eh, eh, eh. yes. We're in this together now. Thank you. Coupon vendor. Okay. Um, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your super cool radio show. Um, we are in a garage. Just, just for the listener out there. Um, I was looking around thinking it's kind of like if the apocalypse happened, then we're like, we're still doing comedy! <laughs> and then I was like, what if the apocalypse happened? And then I'd be looking for a mate. <laughs> so I've been looking at your hands all night. <laughs> to see who's strong. <laughs> Not because I'm an obvious lesbian. Um, I have found a few of you to fall in love with, so thank you. I see that. Um, we're at the White Tiger Radio. I have a joke that you listeners won't enjoy, but I've been telling it for my lifetime, and the joke is, uh, what fucks like a tiger and winks? They don't know why we're laughing. <laughs> they think I forgot the punchline. <laughs> I remember. Um, here we are. Well, this is really fun. It's kind of DIY, and I'm kind of a DIY kind of a guy because I'm a lesbian, and we do everything ourselves. <laughs> everything. Um, one thing we should not do ourselves is uh, bikini wax. <laughs> and I'm telling you from a pace of pain and fear. <laughs> Don't need to do that on your own, guys. Um, actually, I'm not in pain. This happened many years ago, but um, I, 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 you might be like, oh, I can't even imagine you in a bikini, but <laughs> rest assured, I um, had the opportunity to go on a cruise, and everybody was like, oh my God, Coop, let's go get waxed. That's <laughs> so my friends have those voices. Um, and I was like, yeah, because I want to get tan like everywhere I can, and um, so I was like, get rid of it. Uh, but they were all going to like the salon, and I was like, oh, because oh. I'm shy, and uh, and also like I know that if someone saw my vagine, they'd just be like, yes, uh, <laughs> you know, it's really inviting. Uh, that part wasn't a joke. Um, so yeah, I tried to do my own waxing. Uh, you can imagine. I'll just stand here while you imagine me. Uh, just so much, and uh, just kidding. And uh, but no, I went to I went I lived in New York at the time, and I lived above a fucking salon, and I was like, no way. And I like walked by, and like literally like a neon sign was like twenty dollar wax, and I was like, nope, not today, motherfuckers, nope. And um, I went and got a DIY kit, and I took it to my house, and I got home, and I, it was, like first thing it says is like put in the microwave, blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't believe in microwaves. <laughs> Duh. And uh, so I was like, what am I going to do? So I like set up a, a boiler on the stove, you know, and it was like, I put it in and just was hoping for the best. And uh, maybe like 15 minutes went by and I was like, it's plastic. It's going to, you know, I don't know. And uh, I was like, it's hot enough. And I just took it. I went to my room and just took all my stuff off. And I don't really do directions. Uh, so I just was 
I just, I had a spoon and just put it on uh, liberally. I just like, didn't want to miss anything and covered the, covered the area. Don't, you know, measure twice, cut once. That's what dad said. So, so, and then I was like, okay, Coop, and li- I just want you to know, this is me, I'm in a room, it's covered in wax, just, th- just right there, naked, but for my glasses. <laughs> and uh, it was okay, you know, I was like, it felt kind of, it was warm. Uh, but, and then I just like, they had these strips and you put them on and then you rip them off. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm only doing this once. So I put them both on. <laughs> One, two. I mean, I was very cautious about that. I was like, nice line for my tan line later. And uh, put them on, and then I was like, okay, Coop. Okay, Coop. And I was just like, like I'm gonna start a lawnmower, you know? And I was like, and mind you, okay, here's one thing you need to know about wax is it needs to be a certain temperature. Uh, fuck you, you know? I was like, it's hot. It's, <laughs> Um, the, the wax that I made was something similar to uh, Laffy Taffy. And, uh, but why wouldn't that work? Why wouldn't it work? <laughs> so I put it on and I did the rip and I just, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted to let go. Nobody wanted to, tape's not letting go. Body's not letting go. So everybody was like, <laughs> boosh. And, um, I, I didn't. I didn't groom, and I didn't. And nothing. I just had these two pieces of fucking tape, and I was just standing naked. Actually, I fell to my knees, and I was like, ah! in this room, like alone in a dark apartment in New York City, just like crying. No. Uh, so when I could walk, like two days later. Uh, no, really, when the swelling went down two days later, um, and after a really long hot shower, because you can't, I mean, I went to bed with two <laughs> strips of paper, just like, damn it, Coop. <laughs> and uh, so then I had to go downstairs to the lady down there, and she didn't fucking care. The fucking, the lady at the salon isn't like, ooh, vagina. <laughs> Woo, there's wood coming. You know, it's not, they don't give a shit. It's just business. It's like a chef, like, taking the, taking the little bones out of a fish. Um, she's just like, no, 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 no. So where are you going? And I was like, how are you just talking to me? This is so fucking... <sighs> um, so now I don't go on cruises. <laughs> Won't do it. Not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm too old for cruises. Um, yeah. You know what's really cute on cruises are, are those old ladies that are all on the deck. It's just like any painting. They're all just like sitting on benches side by side, like, oh, nattering or whatever the old ladies do. Um, but they are a little terrifying when they gesture. Because you'll just be walking by and they'll be like, oh, look at their matching little blue suits. And then one of them will say, oh, we're on the poop deck. And they're like, Whoosh. Because their hands are very, very, very big. I don't know if you have any older friends. You don't seem to understand. What happens is, as we get older, everything gets smaller except for your hands. Just pay attention, I'm just saying. Obviously, you don't have any friends. Uh, you didn't go on a cruise. <laughs> One day you'll go on a cruise and then someone will point to the lower deck and you'll be like, wow, older lady hand. I'm sorry I said that. I'm uncomfortable with my age. 
<laughs> That's what's really going on here. Okay. I was born in the year of the tiger. So, thank you. So, I'm either uh, 29 or something else. I'm not 29. Um, I am in the f around 40. And uh, sometimes people want to come talk to me about it, and um, they're like, dude, I'm 42. It's so crazy. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what to do, you know? I've been like... Reading Eat, Pray, Love, and just like, <laughs> I don't know, man, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I just, that's so embarrassing, you know? I just feel like if you don't know, just fuck, just skip it. <laughs> just keep, just do, keep doing what you're doing. You're not gonna figure it out. <laughs> I'm so scared. I just, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to depend on other people, and I already do. I, um, I'm in a pickle because <laughs> I have this really sweet, loving girlfriend. We're super crazy about each other, and um, I know. <laughs> or were you, were you sad? Were you like, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of cool. We're kind of open. <laughs> no, we're not. Just kidding. <laughs> Do not tell her. Um, yeah, we're a pretty good thing. However, however, y'all, we were sitting there having a little coffee the other morning. Uh, together. Well, she has tea, let's be honest. <laughs> she's like, good at everything. I go, don't even do coffee. Um, we're sitting there just having a little chit-chat, and she's like, oh my god, you were talking in your sleep last night again. And I was like, oh, what'd I say? And uh, <laughs> entertain me with me. Um, <laughs> and she was like, um, you didn't really say anything. You were just kind of like, help. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, then what did I say? And she was like, I don't know. You just get, just, that was it. <laughs> and I was like, what, will you just let me, uh, you didn't wake me up? And she was like, well, no, you're, you know, processing. And I was like, I said, help. <laughs> <laughs> it's really clear <laughs> what I needed right then, you know? She was like, well, no, you know, when you're dreaming, you're just sorting your stuff out, you know? It's just, I don't want to, like, interrupt that. And I was like, literally nothing in my life requires me to go, help! <laughs> to, like, sort through it, you know? So, yikes, yeah. And then I kept pressing. I was just like, baby, what? Were you just staring? Like, because normally if I, like, make any sound, she's like, what did you just say? What did you say? Wait, what are you saying? And I'm like, what? I just... Uh, she wants to know, like, what's going on in the subconscious. So I was, un I don't understand why she didn't wake me up. And she's like, no, no, you look fine. <laughs> and then I realized she was really mad at me because I've been yelling at her in my sleep. And um, she <laughs> recently I was, uh, she woke me up because I knocked all of the mason jars off of the the bedside table. I was dreaming about basketball and I fucking caught that shit and I was like, and it's just like, everything just went over. But I was like, and I did not wake up and I was like, ah. and she's like, wake up. And I was like, what? Oh, oh. And then, uh, I, but she's like, what did you do? And I was like, I was dreaming. So now she doesn't want to wake me up anymore. And then we had this little fight just recently about the help situation. I was like, I told you what I needed and now I don't trust you. And then I was going, <laughs> the other night, and she woke me up, and, and she said, baby, do you know what you're saying? And I was like, what? And she said, oh, no, she's like, you were going, oh, not fair, not fair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And she's like, what are you dreaming about? And I was like, someone took my orca. <laughs> she said, what? And I was like, 
someone took my orca and all the neighbors still have their orcas. <laughs> so now I don't want her to wake me up because I have the most embarrassing middle class fucking dreams of like, someone took my orca. <laughs> oh, um, so being in relationships is hard. How's it going in here? Oh yeah, this is a little hot box of love. <laughs> That's coming from a lesbian. Um, you guys, let's get this fucking party started. This is a really good show. Is it okay to cuss? Absolutely. Good. Okay, cool. Because I fucking love this next person coming up here to entertain you. She's one of my most favorite persons in the world. She's a part of a collective that we are in called Les Stand Up, which is a super cool local comedy show. You can check us out. And uh, she pretty much runs this town. Please welcome Caitlin Warehouser to the stage. No, it's fine. Transitions. What's up? How's everybody? This is so cool and fun, and I like it a lot. A lot, a lot. For those listening, I look just like Coop. Is that not helpful? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we get mistaken for each other a lot, specifically after shows. I get complimented so much for her. Uh, <laughs> oh, I keep them. I don't even tell her. You know that? <laughs> You're so funny. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not from Portland, even though it looks exactly like I am. Like Portland's main export. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, she's a big, giant, queer lady with a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's what we make here. There's versions of us. <laughs> Churning them out. <laughs> I'm not from Portland, but I am from Oregon, so I get a pass. You understand? I grew up southwest in the corner of bumfuck and nowhere <laughs> out in the middle of the country. Um, like old growth forest, I mean. Not like in the middle of the country. That is more terrifying. Yeah. Tiny town, though. Tiny town proud. Anybody else from a tiny town? Little shit fuck nowhere small town? Yeah. Oh, love it. Yep. That's fun. Mine, full of small town values. You know the ones. Yep, it's like racism and homophobia. <laughs> Christmas, Ugh, gross, that's so dumb, stop it, I hate it. Why do we do that? Yeah, I didn't go over super well, no. Yeah, didn't get along well with others. Uh, <laughs> hated it. Um, <laughs> I did grow up in a little tiny town. It was fun though for me, honestly, because we did live so far out from the rest of humanity. Uh, I didn't have neighbors so much um, as cows. <laughs> couple acres over uh, <clears throat> but it was fun because I'm like the product of a single parent home yeah no I know it's a lot to ask for you to cheer for that <laughs> but I turned out great so <laughs> you guys you know, it's like give it up for death and or divorce whoa yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> turned out great uh, <laughs> here's why I got the dad yeah Oh, it's so much fun, you guys. Are you kidding me? Being raised by your dad is exactly as much fun as it sounds. Oh, it's, a, oh, it's so much fun. It's like having a parent, but no supervision whatsoever. Like none, none at all. He worked full time and he was like, good luck. All right, gotta go. See ya. He realized though, two things simultaneously that like, nannies are really fucking expensive. Uh, but then also that child protective services is a real thing. <laughs> 
they'll come to your house and shit. Yeah, they ask a lot of questions. Uh, so he realized he needed a solution for this. And so he was like perusing a newspaper one day, just like normal dad stuff. And he stumbled across an ad for wolf puppies. <laughs> On sale. Wolf puppies. Yeah, so he bought a pack to raise us. Yeah. I was raised by wolves. Do you understand? Three of them. He bought three. One for each kid. And he was like, there you go. And that's probably fine. Yeah, he learned a lot being raised by wolves. I don't know if you can imagine, but those, that lesson plan sinks in real fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're super effective teachers. Yep. Yeah, you learn a lot. Like lesson one, if you fuck up in front of a wolf, like if you annoy a wolf, don't run. No. Yeah, they'll chase you. They're super good at it too. They'll catch you every time. Yeah, and tackle you to the ground. And stand over you. Yeah, and then punishment from a wolf. I don't know if you know this, but they will lick your face until you weep. You will never do that again. How dare I wear flip-flops? You're right. I don't know. They don't include that on the wolf documentaries. They fucking hate flip-flops. They'll tear them right off your toes. I'm going to eat them all up. Scatter them all across the yard. You'll, it'll be my fault. That's my fault, Dad. Yep. It's okay. It's real, though. We didn't have... We had babysitter for a little bit, and then we got them all fired, and then we just had wolves. That's real. That's just a real thing in my life. Again, I turned out great. Let's focus on that. <laughs> I had different chores than a lot of the kids I grew up with. <laughs> like one of my chores in the morning was uh, before the bus came, I had to get up early enough to round up the wolves with the garden hose. It's real life shit. Because they would have returned from hunting for their breakfast, just murdering critters with their mouths. You understand? Yeah. My job was to spray them off because they'd accumulated a blood beard? That's just a beard of blood from eating bloody things. Yeah, and my job, spray that shit off because they would follow us down to the bus stop because we were theirs. Do you understand? There was a hierarchy in the family. We weren't at the top. <laughs> yeah, that shit went my dad and then the wolves. <laughs> and then every other animal we had, <laughs> and then the three of us get. <laughs> and we just referred to ourselves as the biteables. So yeah, <laughs> they followed us to the bus stop, make sure we got off in the morning, okay? <laughs> and if I didn't spray off the blood beard, <clears throat> the kids on the bus would see them and cry. <laughs> what were your chores, you know what I mean? <laughs> Makes vacuuming seem real easy. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We had two, we had two uh, very powerful uh, lady wolves and we had a boy wolf. Yeah. That's probably how gender works. And the boy wolf, here's what you should know is that wolves don't do a lot of barking. Do you guys know about that? <clears throat> like they can, they just choose not to. They're far more effective. You know what I mean? They know every vowel and they will sing it to you in succession. They know them all. Hey, They can make full sentences. They don't do a ton of barking. They don't need to. I heard the boy wolf bark two times the whole time I knew him. And one <clears throat> was at a Rottweiler that outweighed him by about 35 pounds. 
And my dad, his friend brought over, they're going hunting, they're bringing the Roddy. Because the wolves, I don't know if you know this, if you take them hunting, yeah. <laughs> doesn't go super well. <laughs> we tried that once. <laughs> Me and my brother went out, bow hunting, got to murder Bambi, had a lot of weird feelings about Disney ever, ever since. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if you know that if you shoot and murder a beautiful, majestic woodland creature innocently in its home, um, <laughs> it's not your deer. <laughs> That's the fucking wolf's deer. <laughs> they won't even thank you for that shit. <laughs> that just becomes their chew toy for the next two or three days. Uh, <laughs> but you can't take them hunting, so they take the Rottweiler hunting. I saw the Rottweiler came over and just, he wouldn't shut up. You understand? Like, just had so much to fucking say that day about a pack of wolves also being there <laughs> on the premise and just rah, 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 all day long. And Troy got sick of it. And uh, I heard him just sound off one big woof, just one big wolf bark. And I heard a Rottweiler say, Oh, I've been meaning to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, now I hear it now too. It's super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm going to be over here and just be real little and quiet most of the day. That's all I've got planned. Yep. Shh. The second time I heard that wolf bark is because my dad remarried. <laughs> to a crazy lady. It was super fun. Yeah. He didn't bark at her. He barked at her shitty tiny dog that everyone hated. And you know it's a shitty tiny dog that everyone hated because she named that shit Martin. I'm sorry. You don't name a dog you like Martin. You get tricked at the fucking pound and you're like, fuck, we have to keep you now. Martin! And he was made of ankle nips and Yippee ass. Oh, everybody hated him. He's a giant piece of shit. But I heard Troy one day just got fed up and just sounded off one big woof at that dog, and that dog died. I mean, he was like hit by a car like a month later, but. <laughs> it was probably because of that bark. <laughs> it's fine. Being raised by wolves is awesome. Like, you learn some stuff you get to take with you. Like one of my lasting lessons in life is establish dominance early and often. Yeah, that shit's useful. I eat first. You understand? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I have, I am, I am earnestly just a n nervous, nervous guy. Just nervous all the time. I can't. Do you know? Oh, I fit in so well here, Portland. <laughs> oh, we are a population primarily made up of skittish birds, right? Yeah, we're just wandering around, just being terrified of each other all the time. Yeah, I'm stressed out constantly <laughs> I've got a list of stresses new list this week uh, top of it I had the exquisite and excruciating experience of having an umbrella and a friend at the same time if you tried to share an umbrella with someone that you're not fucking <laughs> that's just impossible <laughs> and it wasn't like a golf umbrella mind you it was like a little one like single occupancy the handle was a goose you know what I mean real hard to take seriously and my friend is so dumb and tall like just six foot a million you know like his legs come up to my ears like you can't co-occupy oh no thank you forever it was a 15 block walk yeah and we got into a fight three feet into it <laughs> just could you walk littler i've always hated how you talk like just like ripping him down on stuff that's not even related <laughs> So stressful. <laughs> I'm soaking wet down here. I think your face is stupid. 
oh, by the end of, it, it was added stress because every, about 45 seconds of this walk, this umbrella just refused to continue being an umbrella and was like, I'm a bucket! And just upside down, oh! So I arrived at my destination soaking wet and just being like, no, I still like you! That's fine, take the umbrella with you, I don't want it anymore! Take my friend, like just in such a fight. Oh, so stressed out. I'm also stressed out because of Animal Planet. You guys watching this? They put a horror show on, nobody even talks about it. Yeah, it's like puppies and kittens for eight to nine hours of programming and then all of a sudden, boom, fucking horror show. It's called Monsters Inside of Me. Yeah. That's a show about worms and parasites. Do you know that? That shit's fucking terrible. Oh, it's so scary. Don't watch it. Watch it, but like, don't, you know what I mean? It's so scary. The worst part, I will, spoiler alert, the worst part isn't even what they do to you once they gain entry, which is horrible, by the way. Horrible what they're doing in there. It's not the worst part. The worst part is how you can just fucking catch worms. Yeah, by doing anything at all. Like literally anything. Anything at all. Have you eaten a hamburger? Fucking ever? Probably got worms. Yeah, they're in there. How many of us are in this room right now? There's six of us just full of worms. Full of worms. Mmm, they're in there. Have you ever felt kind of weird on a Thursday? It's worms. Yeah, there was a lady on the show and she fell down in her garden while she was gardening. I don't know, probably because she was drunk. Who's gardening sober? She fell down, got a little owie on her hand because she picked up some fucking buddies, you know? <laughs> some friends for the journey from the poop that's in the dirt. They got in there and they fucked her all up, you guys. <laughs> they started traveling around, got into her lungs. I don't even know how they find that shit, but that's the magical fucking worm GPS that they have. They got in there, gave her pneumonia, started coughing up the mu mucus. Stop me if you're gonna puke, we'll keep going. <laughs> And the worms are in the mucus, do you understand? Like, they just replicated in that shit and she didn't spit every bit of mucus out because fucking who does, realistically? Look at your neighbors right now. You know that you've not spit out every single bit of mucus. You swallow some of that shit. It's gross, but we do it. And they got down into her intestines and her digestive system, which is where they wanted to be the entire time. Do you understand? That was a long con, it was a long con. They tried to get in there. Yeah, they got into her lower intestine, started eating out and all this stuff, and she got intestinal blockage, and we, they were like, we gotta surgery you, and she was like, all right, and they cut her open, and she was forms! <laughs> and they were like, you win the show! <laughs> That's how you win that show. <laughs> I know, it's so gross. We'll move on. Terrified of the crows. <laughs> yeah, oh, the horror never ends. It's a fucking parade up here with me just a goddamn happy circus <laughs> do you guys know about the crows <laughs> so we're both getting super stoned and watching youtube documentaries you guys need to fucking get on board <laughs> first of all they are so smart so smart crazy smart do you know that they're, they're fucking up there just doing long division and shit there's yeah they're smarter than fifth graders do you know that they've proven that shit 
And you know, like here, just comparatively, let's work this out. Smart, f- crows are smarter than fifth grade. The original show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Wasn't that, it was Are You Smarter Than a Crow? And fucking nobody was. Do <laughs> you understand they had to can that shit and reshoot it with dumb, dumb adults and fifth graders. And the adults never win. We're dumber than crows. Oh, they can read, I'm pretty sure. I didn't watch that one super closely. <laughs> I think they're going through our mail right now. Was it mail? Was it garbage night for you right now? Do you leave your garbage unattended? Yeah, they're in there reading your mail. Okay. They're so smart. I know we're all secretly hoping for a zombie apocalypse. It's not going to be that. It's going to be crows. <laughs> they can recognize us by our human faces. Do you know that? They know us. They know each of us from each other. Yeah. Have you ever fucked with a crow? Have you ever upset a crow? They're coming for you. Good luck in life. Yeah. They're up there just used to be dinosaurs. Yep, flying around, doing math and reading. And we're like, yep, that's probably fine. We shouldn't have to worry about that. That's gonna be okay. Uh Uh-huh, that's okay. I've been feeding them for four months now. Do you understand? Trying to get them on my side. Yeah, making friends in the sky. Yeah, they're coming down, getting us. They're gonna do our taxes. We're so screwed. We're gonna owe so much money. Nobody knows how that shit works. They do. <clears throat> they know. I was late for work recently because fucking course I was. I smoke a lot of weed before I leave the house. <laughs> and it was pissing rain and I'd already lost an umbrella and a friend. You understand? Yeah. Just unprepared for the day. Yeah. And I sat out and I was like, fuck, I'm going to be late for work. How the fuck are the buses coming? I can't call a cab. It's not going to get me there. You know what though? I've been meaning to jog. <laughs> Yeah, you should know that I've been meaning to jog for 15 years. Haven't made the time. Yeah, I have no idea how that shit works. But I set off at a pace, just a hefty pace, but a pace. And I made it four whole blocks. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Before I tripped over the sidewalk in a tree root, fucking working in tandem, and just ate all the shit, you guys, all the way down. And it was one of those, as I was going, and I took two more steps after the stumble that just propelled into the sidewalk even faster. You know what I mean? Just, oh, no, no. And I was wearing a backpack at the time. And I don't know if you know this, but if you fall while wearing a backpack, that shit will punch you in the back of the head. And it hurts super bad. Yeah. And I'm stoned out of my mind, so I'm splayed out on the fucking sidewalk. Like, how long have I been out? Oh, zero time? Did I just blink and get confused? That's probably it but I've scraped my hand on the sidewalk and it washes over me the horror of what I've just done. And I look at my hand and just scream, worms! (laughs) And the worst part of it is that the crows, they didn't fucking help at all. Do you understand? They didn't come down to my aid. I'm making friends. They didn't give a shit. They were like, what the fuck was that? And flew away. Get your shit together. That's all I've ever wanted. It's for the crows to come down to my rescue. Are you kidding me? If you saw that shit, you would lose your mind. Are you kidding? If you saw this, just a giant queer lady fucking jogging, terrible form, down the sidewalk and a button down and a tie, which is not running apparel. That's terrifying. Don't do that to your neighbors. Unless you have like a workout costume. Don't just up and jog. They don't know what you're running from. Don't do it. Jog four blocks, trip, fucking eat shit, backpack, punches her in the back of the head. And then for no goddamn apparent reason, look at her hand and scream, WORDS! And then 45 to 60 crows just descend upon her, fucking pick her ass back up, 
and send her on her way, you would lose your minds. Be like, what the fuck is this place? Did I stumble into Narnia? No wonder the rent prices are going up. This place is fucking magical. I gotta go, thank you so much. Hauser, my favorite jogging partner. Um, that was amazing, and you were, it was funny because she spent most of her time up here talking about wolves in front of a tiger. I was like, do you know what's behind? Um, anyway, um, okay, let's keep this party going. Are you guys ready for some more comedy? Woo! Um, well, I am too, and I'm really excited about this next person coming to the stage. Uh, you can see him on Wednesdays at the open mic at Funhouse or any f first and third Friday at uh, Fly Ass Jokes at the Brody Theater. Please welcome Sean Connery. Where's Kristen? Oh, man. Uh, anyways. Uh, I appear to be like the token white dude today. It's uh, some sort of weird affirmative action thing. I know. It's, it's uh, we had two of the ladies from Les Stand Up up here, and then now we have some guy that probably was here just to fucking build a deck or something. I don't know. It's going to be weird. I, uh, oh man, I uh, fucking, uh, the thing is, is doing comedy is about like making a connection, which is not really my thing, you know? It's just. <laughs> It's, uh, it's not, I, uh, but like, uh, I did that the other day, I made a connection with another human being. It was on uh, Hawthorne Street over in, I guess that's Southeast or something. And, uh, you know, I was there, I was drinking a coffee, staring, uh, staring in the street, trying to wonder what the fuck happened to my life. And uh, I looked up and there was a, uh, there was a real pretty blonde lady coming at me, she's probably like 25. And uh, we uh, made eye contact. I don't usually enjoy that. And, um, and but we like just had a moment and just looked at each other, you know. And uh, and then she just like just walked over to me and just went, gross, <laughs> like that, and just kept walking. But you know what's interesting about that? That's a that's a that was an honest response to me. That was, I mean, she was not making that up. That's kind of like if, uh, if like fortune cookies were a real thing. You know, if like, if you open a fortune cookie and it's like, oh my God, what's in here? This is, this is what's, this, am I gonna be rich or famous? Or and you open up and it just says, nope. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I mean, but it's just like this, people don't react well to what this is here. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, no, it's just, I, I was thinking about that. I realized what it is. I, I think I look like uh, every high school physical education physical education teacher that gave up on you. You know, just like, no, yeah. Ten pull-ups, okay, yeah, right. You know, it's, but uh, I don't know. And the thing is, though, this has been a rough year. Gone through a lot of changes. Uh, tried to grow a beard and failed. You know, which is tough in this town because there's a lot of good beards in this town. A lot of majestic looking beards on dudes. And uh, you know, every, every dude in this town with a beard looks like he like, makes artisanal chocolate in Southeast Portland, you know. And when I grew a beard, it was terrible. I looked like uh, I was making artisanal crystal meth in West Virginia. And you know, but I don't know. I mean, the thing is too, is like it's just, it's, 
There's too many beards in this town. I mean, there really is. Uh, everybody looks like a goddamn tugboat captain in this town. No, not, not, not a good one either. Like, the, the really sad kind of tugboat captain that has no idea how to drive a fucking tugboat. You know, just, oh, man. And their beards look wet all the time for some reason. I don't, not, not from, like, the sweat of an honest day's work on a tugboat, but from, like, I don't know, sensitive man tears. Like, why would women like me? You know, and, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't get it. it. But it's like, I was in uh, southeast Portland, where all the tugboat captains live, and uh, talking to my friend, the tugboat captain, and uh, we saw a, a, a beautiful, like, red Camaro go by, like a really nice one, brand new. And, and my friend was going, that guy's overcompensating for a tiny penis. And I was like, yeah, at least he's got a cool car. <laughs> you, know? you dress like a tugboat captain, you got a bike with one gear. You're really going places as long as you don't have to go up a fucking hill. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. And it's like, uh, this is a town full of like people from other places. You know, I've got a, a friend, Tim, who's from Boston. And I've learned a lot about Boston from Tim. And uh, is anybody here from Boston? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing, the thing, uh, thing, thing I learned about Tim about Boston is people from Boston never shut the fuck up about Boston, <laughs> ever. Oh my God. And the stories are horrible. Apparently, I don't know if you guys know this, but Boston is the worst town in America. <laughs> horrible things happen there all the time. If Boston was in India, it would be the worst town in India. It's that, but no, I'm, I don't want to beat up on your town, dude, but it's like... You already started. It's, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> no, it's my friend Tim, he's, he, he's a rough guy, so he's had some rough stories. Like his one, his one and the thing is, this is how it always goes. He just goes, he's, he's telling me the story. He's like, so I was blowing a guy for crystal meth in an alleyway, and then he stabbed me. Sean, that never happens in Portland, Oregon. And I was like, yeah. Because when people blow us in alleys, we were grateful for it. I mean, holy shit. Who's, who the fuck? I mean, all his stories are like that. Oh, man. I apologize for Boston. I didn't get stabbed when I was doing it, so. Cool, cool. Finally, a happy story comes out of Boston. No, the thing is, too, is like, this is the year where I, uh, uh, I, I lost a lot of weight this year. Uh, got, um, and uh, I mean, a lot of weight. And uh, one of my friends was making fun of me. He's going, oh, I bet you, bet you nothing uh, tastes as good as being skinny. And I was like, that's bullshit. And, <laughs> And it's wrong, because have you ever tasted cocaine? <sighs> Tastes pretty good. I've, I said that one time to a person, and, and they were like, you and he's going, you clearly don't know what cocaine tastes like. It doesn't taste that great, you know? And it's like, you're right, I don't. Because every time I do it, I'm drunk as fuck, you know? But uh, I seem to be bumming you guys out. Are you okay? <laughs> this next one, you're gonna love it. So, I got divorced this year. Yeah. I don't really consider divorce as much as I set a woman free. She's uh, much happier now, believe me. 
But it's like, uh, but the thing is, like, uh, I had to go move into like a small, uh, I, I was basically living in a, a living room on a futon. You know, I mean, it's all right, but I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a side, it's a bad neighborhood, let's just say that. And uh, uh, bad things happen there all the time. And um, so I was there six in the morning and uh, trying to sleep, and uh, someone was pounding on the door all of a sudden. I mean, just pounding like they were going to knock it in. It was just horrible. I mean, and in that neighborhood, that could be one of two things. One, it's a murderer. Two, it's an axe murderer. It's no good thing. And so you got to, like, intimidate people when they're scary like that. So I jumped out of bed, and it was like, why the fuck are you knocking on my door at 6 a.m.? I'm going to kick your ass. And then I, like, uh, uh, I, I was lucky because I was wearing uh, pretty much this, except it was, like, soaked in whiskey sweat. I like to call it divorced dad pajamas. So I'm pretty much ready for action at all times. But so basically I get up out of bed and uh, I go step in to, to, to go and like confront this person at the door, Just take one step and kick the huge bottle of whiskey I keep next to my futon because that's where divorced dads keep their whiskey and completely destroyed my pinky toe where uh, like broke it and... Um, have you ever tried to intimidate somebody who just broke your pinky toe? It's not possible. Let me cut to the end of this story. This is the worst part of the thing, this whole fucking story. I mean, divorced dad sleeping on a futon. 6 a.m., someone wakes me up. And the worst part of this whole thing, at the end of the story, no one killed me. I continue living on a futon. I'm glad I got an eye. I earned that one. Dude from Boston's feeling pretty smug right now, though. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's uh, and the thing is too is like uh, I have a kid, and uh, it's, it's kind of a it's a weird thing having a kid because you're responsible for their experience in life and like teaching them about stuff. And uh, uh, one day we uh, I wanted to take her someplace nice, so I took her to a duck pond. And uh, turns out duck ponds are the worst places in the world. <laughs> That's where biology happens. It's a nightmare. No, I, I went there, and uh, with my uh, my daughter was seven years old at the time, and uh, we're walking through there. First thing we see, dead duck. Oh, it gets worse. Second thing we see, a duck fucking the dead duck. Did you guys know that happens? I didn't. Then the thing is, is like that it's surprising, and then and then I'm expected to be an expert on duck fucking to explain it to a seven-year-old, and uh, so my daughter's like, uh, "Hey, Sean, what's up with the what's up with the duck fucking the dead duck?" And uh, and I was like, uh, "Luckily, I'm super good at lying to children," and so I was like, "Gracie, come here, Gracie, take a knee. Let me explain this to you." circle of life. You get born, you live for a while, you're happy for two minutes, then you go to college, uh, you meet a woman, she thinks you're smart and funny and cool, and then you marry her and you spend the next 24 years of your life watching her change her mind about you. And then, um, then you have a kid. That was nice. Um, you have a kid. Then you go to a job you hate every day. Oh, you hate it so much, but you go anyway because of children. And then, uh, 
And then as a reward for all your work, you get to see a duck fuck a dead duck. <laughs> and they don't make pills that fix that. Look. No, I don't know. Uh, I'll close on this. I, um, I feel like I've said too much at this point. Ticked all the boxes, though. Talked about duck fucking and pissed off a guy from Boston. I'll probably get stabbed in the parking lot later, but, you know. Uh, huh? What did you say? What'd you say? When in Boston, do what they do. God oh, damn it. Someday I'll get a laugh that big as a Boston guy did. Anyways. No, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, I, I learned something recently that uh, kind of a surprise. Uh, you wouldn't know from looking at it, but you can edit shit on Facebook. I mean, if you say something dumb, you can take it back. I've been doing all sorts of dick jokes on there, and my mom is furious. But you can, you can just fix it. I want to show people how that works. I'm going to go and get a stock photo of a yellow lab puppy licking the face of a calico cat. I'm going to caption it so it says, hey, dogs love cats. I'm going to spell cats with a K and a Z. And then when 500 of my Facebook friends like that, I'm going to go back and, and fix it, of course. So it says, hey, Hitler had some good ideas. And everybody learns a lesson. Thank you very much. I'm a shotgun. Sean Connery from Boston. Just kidding. Um, well, I kind of wish you were my dad. Just for, uh, just for the joy of it all. Um, that was awesome. This is, this is going really well, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. And I want you to know that. Um, we're really excited because we have an out-of-town guest who's here all the way from Denver via Seattle. Denver's cool. It's really tall. Um, she's... Yeah, that's you. Well, let's not screw around anymore, you guys. You might see her on the TV, on the Vice channel, on a show called Flophouse featuring Denver. And uh, you might just see her all over the world. She's about to be famous. Her name is Mara Wiles. Give it up for Coop. She's so funny. Caitlin and Sean. I'm taking Coop on a cruise. I'm taking Caitlin into the wilderness. And Sean's building my deck. Uh, I'll never own a house. Come on, look at me. Uh, I tucked this shirt in to make a statement. Uh, yeah, I'm from Denver. Thanks for not clapping that much. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. No, you, were, you didn't clap then either, so I thought that would provoke more joy. I don't like it that much either. It's fine. Uh... Guys, I'm Mara. Nice to meet you. I, I uh, got put on this show by accident tonight. Just a funny accident, yeah. Amy Miller was supposed to be here, so sorry if you came for her. Uh, she's out there changing the world, being a shero to us all, the hero we need right now. Uh, yeah, it's true. She's got bangs and they have power, so watch out. But I'm here. Yeah, Amy's the best. I hope she's listening right now, streaming it live in the car. Amy, help me. I'm scared. They don't like where I'm from. And that's all I got. I got 20 minutes about Denver and like the park system. And they don't even. I'm fine. My name's Mara. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know me, which is all of you, uh, let me tell you a little something about myself. I'm a boss bitch with cool tits, and I do as I please, and I please who I do's. <laughs> which means I was a yearbook editor, and at one time that held a lot of water, okay? People feared that. People respected it. People asked, does a comma go there? And I said, no, play it cool. I know you want one there, but you don't need it there. And then I walked away in the sunset like a leader. <laughs> trying to work on my confidence. So I say stuff like that to myself in the mirror every day. I'm scaring my neighbor who I hear cry every day. I just want to inspire you, Tina. <laughs> She's sad. I'm fine. I feel pretty happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy. I was just in Seattle, actually, which is like your uptight cousin, I think. It's uh, a... <laughs> Right? Uh, yeah. I knew I'd get, yeah. Denver nothing but fuck Seattle. I knew that was a vein. No, my sister lives there. My sister lives there. She's great. She's fine. Uh, but Seattle does, it's like everybody's happy and well-dressed, but there's nothing in there. I don't know. They've got all the Patagonia, but none of the feelings behind it. You guys are different. <laughs> like, you're... You're buying local, and that says something. Uh, I'm noticing, I'm noticing. Be the change. Uh, my sister, she just got sinus surgery. Uh, she has really fucked up sinuses. Uh, the doctor was even like, how are you? <laughs> breathe, breathe, you should be dead. You can't breathe from your nose. Uh, so she got that all done, and I was like, of course, I will come take care of you while you are zonked out on pain pills. Can I borrow a few pain pills? Uh, does that mean Nurse Mara gets a few pain pills? Been joking around the whole time, you know, as she's like, you ready to come up take care of me? I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna be the Kathy Bates to your James Conn. <laughs> Misery. <laughs> she's like, ha ha, funny Mara. And then like the other day, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be your baby. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Jane, remember that movie? Just come in in ringlets and a, and a dress and just tap as I bring her a tuna sandwich with worms in it. She's not getting the joke. Uh, Good, I'm glad you guys like the whatever happened to Baby Jane reference. If you guys, if I, I'm trying to think of a contemporary like Hannah Montana version for younger crowds in Denver in the apartment complex community it's, uh, of the world. I, <laughs> I've liked taking care of her. My mom, I've, since I've been caring for my sister, my mom's cross country, my sister specifically asked my mom to not care for her because my mom's what you call a bit of a nervous Nelly. Uh, she's called me about, 17,000 times since the surgery, all, all repeating the same things over and over. You guys have moms, you know how it goes. Uh, she's just a little bit annoyed. She's like a crazy mom. And right now she's like just dealing with the fact that she's an empty nester like 10 years after it happened. Uh, my sisters and I are in our 30s, you know? And the other day I'm talking to her, she's like, Mara, I just feel so worthless. Like I got nothing to do anymore. I just wish you guys could be babies forever. I was like, well, mom, sounds like you got a killer screenplay idea and a lot of time. So get working on Forever Babies. Uh, sounds creepy as fuck, mom. Get out there. Turn that loneliness into creativity. That's what you do. Oh, she's, oh, she's crazy. Uh, she has a talent, uh, the screenplay thing, which is gonna pay off big, and also, She's got a way of like 
giving, like, I call them implements. You know, it's what, what an implement is. It's a, it's a insult wrapped in a compliment. <laughs> it's tricky with a little bow on top. Sounds kind of nice when it's coming at you. Uh, I'm in the industry, so I'm always trying to lose weight. I'm not really working on it, but talking about it a whole bunch. And I'm on the phone with my mom, and I was like, Mom, I really wish I could just lose, like, 20 pounds. I would be so happy if I could just lose 20 pounds. And without missing a beat, my mom was like, Mara, you shut your mouth. You are beautiful the way you are, inside and out, okay? And plus, if you lost that much weight, <laughs> your head would just look <laughs> ridiculous. It's huge. It's just a huge... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we used to make you wear hats and we all just laughed about like the tiny hat and your huge head? Oh God, that was so rich. Oh, your head so huge. Yeah, I remember. So keep the weight. I'll keep the weight. Uh, I'm gonna gain more. I'm gonna gain more weight. Uh, I'm gonna gain so much weight that I can't even see myself anymore. Bye, mom. Uh, Bad forever, babies. I wrote that on the way up here. Uh, I wrote that on the way up here, driving my sister's car, uh, and I was in a bad mood. And then the DJs in this area were just tuning into me. They played TLC, Unpretty. I was like, yeah, no, uh, you could change. Yeah, no, I'm pretty. Damn, I'm pretty. And then uh, driving to the show <laughs> that uh, I hate AC. I hate ACDC. I think they are horrible but i do like that one song that goes it's a long way to the top if you want. and it would play and it's like hitting on the highway i'm like i'm on the highway going to a show me too it's a long way to i'm like yes if you want to rock and roll I'm like yeah it's okay <laughs> you're overdrafting it's fine it's a dream I'm not from here, so I love it up here. I think it's like all mysterious and spooky all the time. Every time I drive into Portland, there's a fog. I feel like I'm gonna solve some sort of crime. That's why I wore my kerchief tonight. Picking up evidence, there's the kerchief. I got it. On lock, guys. I do say that all the time to my boyfriend because I watch a lot of SVU. I listen to a lot of podcasts about serial killers. <laughs> so I got it on lock, guys. I think I can defend myself. And he's like, what? He laughed for a while when I said it. He goes, what? <laughs> and then he stopped laughing. He's like, what do you think you would do in a situation if you were attacked? Do you have no formal training in fighting? And you are scared when I say hello to you in a dark room. <laughs> you are terrified, but you know I'm in the house with you, just us. And I say hello to you, your lover of four years. So a stranger approaches you. <laughs> what would you do? And I was like, hmm. I know exactly what I would do. I would do, key in the hand! You guys ever heard of key in the hand? Your dad ever taught you this little move? Yeah. Yeah, the doll, the dullness will really get the guy. Yeah, I did basketball. I know the pivot. I can do it. I'm being attacked from all angles, key in the hand. <laughs> Starting my own detective agency, it's called Two Bet Midlers. Uh, two Bet Midlers solving crime. I'm looking for my other Bet Midler. I'm looking for my other Bet. 
oh, I wish my life was a musical. I wish my life was a musical. I wish I just started doing that. And then someone's like, I could be your brother, Beth Midler. <laughs> Maybe I'm your brother, Beth Midler. <laughs> I've got a kerchief. Who has a kerchief? <laughs> and then we just leave and we twin peaks this entire city. There's probably so many teenage girls that have gone missing. It's so spooky. Uh, someone once did tell me I talk like a 1930s movie star. I'm from the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, and I was like, whoa, gee, mister. And I just charlestoned out of there, post-haste. I had to get my pantsuit fitted for the big flight to London. <laughs> well, I was catching a cruise ship. Uh, Big story. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, what else? Uh, I do comedy, clearly, killing it. Uh, and, and in Denver, I also walk dogs. Technical job, a lot of balls in the air there. Mostly just the balls and those flingy things, but they're balls. Uh, and I love walking dogs. It's like one of the best jobs in the world. Uh, I've been doing it for a while now. And, you know, it's either like my life is a really great... Katherine Heigl movie or a really bad Jennifer Lopez movie. I just like can't decide yet. <laughs> uh, probably gonna get a UTI and that's gonna change the whole game. <laughs> it's like, whoa, kids, the Jennifer Lopez. But I, I used to work in advertising. I worked in the ad world for a long time and I'll tell you this much. The clients in dog walking, much better. Much better, kinder, they listen to you, they appreciate you and the sexual harassment, Right where I want it, right down here. None of this. I can handle this. I need help down here. I have no idea what's going on. I have a dog. I have a basset hound. Uh, yeah, oh, I love him. I miss him. I've been texting him all night. <laughs> he hasn't gotten back yet. Uh, he's great. And I just think he's so... I just think dogs... You know, I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to be controversial. I just think dogs are better than people at pleasuring themselves sexually. Yes, exactly. Coop gets it. Thank you, finally, somebody says it. She's sitting there, I've been in Portland for years, nobody's talking about this. I've been trying and I've seen my dog, it's so easy for him. I like think dogs are people too, like. <laughs> Got mad at my boyfriend because we were house sitting once. He's joking around to the dog, his old female dog. He's like, oh, look at this old bitch. And I go, do not call her that. The neighbors could hear you say that to her. Talk to the owner. And then I'm out of a job. And he's like, it's a dog. And I was like, shh. Doesn't matter. She's got feelings. And then I saw her eat her own shit. And I'm like, call her a bitch. Call her a dumb bitch who eats shit. Because that's factual. It's a facts. Uh, been this size, you're all probably wondering how long it's been. Been this, yes, uh, you guys didn't hear the text, it's fine. Uh, been this size since I was about 10 years old. Yeah, giant child. <laughs> giant child, which is great if I'm on your daughter's soccer team. Uh, you're like, dope, the bumblebees aren't gonna miss a goal this year. So she's, gonna be, she's gonna be the winner. Uh, but it's horrible if you're me and your mom is just like, feeling you up every chance she gets, you know? Like the last person you want psyched about your, your boobs is usually your mom. And my mom right away, she's like, oh my God, Mara, oh God. Shoulders back, oh God, yes. 
Uh, I'm going to call you Shesty Molesty. <laughs> that will be funny. It will be a funny thing we call you at family, family things. Ha, ha, ha. It's not going to affect you at all sexually with men, no. No. It will be very trusting, I'm sure. It's just maybe you just want to cave in, be like, can I get 10 more sports bras, please? Lock these babies down till junior year. Because you never hear anyone say anything like that to, like, a 10-year-old boy. No one's ever like, oh, my God, Brian. Oh, my God, Brian, look at that erection you have. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian, don't be ashamed. Brian, Brian, do not, Brian, no son of mine will be ashamed. Brian, you put that trapper keeper down. Now I want you to march upstairs, put on your silkiest pair of pajama pants, and I want you to walk proudly down the hallway at school, and I want you to ask Jenny to prom. And then I want you to bounce, 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 bounce. Show what you're working with. Dirty bag. Yeah, I'll kick it to the chorus, guys. I will kick it to the chorus. Uh, give it up for White Tiger Radio for just letting a stranger, multiple strangers stumble into their garage. Uh, <clears throat> I have been trying to work out lately. Thank you for noticing. Everybody who's looking impressed. Uh, thank you for noticing. I joined the YMCA, because you have to shower somewhere, and they're very open about it. Uh, I've been trying, I just, I find the gym very intimidating. The Y does not give that vibe at all. If you want to be working out amongst your peers, go to 24-hour fitness. If you want to be working out with old Jewish men, come to the YMCA. <laughs> you will feel great about your body. Uh, the other day I saw an inspiration. I saw my new hero, my new everything. It was a woman on the Stairmaster, on the highest incline, going the highest speed, crushing the New York Times crossword. <laughs> just annihilating it. Not even, no sweat, just like, oh yeah, pff, whatever. I don't even know what would be on there. Probably be a better joke if I had an example, but there's not one. I'm not perfect. So not to be outdone, I kick my machine up a few notches. Start going at it. Pull out my knitting needles. Trip, fall, stab myself in the thigh, lose 15 pounds. So he gets it. He'll go to extremes for it. They also make you want to feel body positive there, but they got a weird way of doing it. They give you very tiny towels. It's like an odyssey of the mind. You guys probably don't have that here. Odyssey of the mind is like they give. It's a thing at school with children. They give you like some crap. Some like here's like a paper towel holder. <laughs> here's like a uh, here's a napkin. Here's some toothpicks. Now cover your female form, but feel shame. Okay, see ya. <laughs> you got 30 minutes. Uh, that's my new wine material. <laughs> Been working it a lot. Uh, I don't know how much time I have left, but I like to record this and then just look at a picture of a tiny dog yelling at me. And it gets, he's like, do better. Uh, and I'm like, shut up. And then he's like, and then they're like, and they're like, this is not how we pictured this going. She was talking about worms earlier. Uh, that's pretty gross. She's talking about crows and I do think that's a real concern everybody should be aware of. They do. I was back there like, talk more about crows. 
when you're done with crows, there's a new conspiracy, Champagnat, maybe Katy Perry, we don't know. The crows probably know the facts. They probably know if OJ's truly innocent. I don't know. I've been watching the OJ Simpson trial versus the people. Don't tell me what happened. currently going on right now no but everybody's got their limits you know like I'm thankful to be here thankful every day for the life I have because I almost didn't have it guys almost didn't have it I was terminally ill just three years ago I had a kidney transplant from my best friend that saved my life normally people clap about that but I'm from Denver I understand <laughs> tepid response would be fine no no it's all right just science miracles <laughs> she gave me her kidney She's my best friend. And that means for the rest of my life, I have to pick her up from the airport. I mean, if you can even call that a life, I don't know. They say they're building a light rail, but I haven't seen it. Uh, thank you guys so much. My name's Mara. Lovely being in Portland. Mara Wiles. Radical. Look her up on the internet. Don't leave. Where are you going? No. Just kidding. Just kidding, radio listeners. There's so many people here. <laughs> I couldn't even find my way to the stage. Shut the door. <laughs> Shut it. Um, the show's going really well. That was so awesome. Um, I just want you to know that my girlfriend feeds crows from her porch every morning. And she feeds them organic almonds, which she, she, she lies about, at least at the store. She like, you know, puts the wrong coat on, but she'll go out the front. She goes out at 7 a.m. and goes, I can't do it. Like, like we have a dog, real loud, and then they come. Because they know her face and the almonds. Uh, so that was uncomfortable. Um, anyway, this show is just killing. It's amazing, and I'm just gonna keep it going, and we're gonna keep it going. Um, the next person coming up here is your closer. He is fantastic. He's, I'm sorry about all the noise. Oh, he's so tall. Oh, but he's so great, and he's a huge part of everything that happens in this town. You can also see him on the TV on Vice. Um, he's on the show Flophouse. He's on the most recent episode. Um, he's just a pillar of the community. And I'm crazy about this guy. His name is Curtis Cook. Oh, hey, everybody. This is very exciting. I'm very happy to be here. I did just make my American television debut yesterday. Uh, but not for comedy. It was mostly... <laughs> It was a comedy show, and I did comedy, and I guess they were like, no, we don't need that, so they threw out my set, but what they kept was me throwing up at a keg stance. <laughs> and I'm still sending it to every comedy club, being like, I was on television, <laughs> please give me a job. Uh, and then my, I got a call, it was like, hey man, you got on TV, what are you up to today? And I was like, oh, I'm doing a show at a garage. <laughs> And they're like, oh, like a crazy party garage full of like booze and drugs and sex. And I was like, no, it's more like a PTA meeting with wine coolers. <laughs> it's like an NPR recital. <laughs> NPR doesn't have concerts, only recitals. <laughs> it was very exciting. I do love this place. And I like you guys really put me to the test because you're like grown people with kids in like a finished basement. And I went to your bathroom and you were just taunting me with all your good ass toilet paper. <laughs> like, oh shit, I was like, if I took one, they would never know. 
So many plies. Oh, so many plies. I didn't even have to shit, I just wanted to feel good. <laughs> like a fucking cotton breeze. Oh, can't wait till I'm old like you guys. How old are you? You're not very old. You're like... I'm older than you. Four, thir mm, 38. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Oh, is he older? It's hard with men, you know? They just... I'm just kidding. You guys both look super young. It's very confusing. <laughs> and Shannon's like, you guys are parents, so like when you invite me over, I'm like, oh, fuck, I like made it. It's like, <laughs> they think I'm funny and they think I can be around where their kids sleep. <laughs> like, those two things never happen at the same time. <laughs> I hate being around kids. It scares the shit out of me. I was walking home from Safeway and an, un an unattended six-year-old girl on a tricycle waved and said hello. <laughs> And I just started running away. So if I say hello back, I'm going to prison. <laughs> I was at a hotel two weekends ago and I was like, I gotta get something from the lobby, but I didn't want to get dressed. So I put on a robe. I'm like, I'm a grown up. This is a hotel. I can wear a robe. Got in the elevator as the doors were closing. An eight year old girl ran in and just started asking me if I was married. I was like, this is how this TBS special starts. <laughs> I'm gonna tell something different now. It's election season, I don't give a fuck. Like, my life's been the same under every president we've had. I'm gonna vote because it's the least I can do for myself and my country, but honestly, I've never been particularly invested in a specific candidate until last weekend where I was drunk going through the Popeye's chicken drive-thru with my friend James. And it was 11.56 p.m. and Popeye's closes at midnight and we pulled up to the drive-thru. The manager stuck his head out the window and said, hey dudes, I don't care about anything anymore. For 10.99, I'll give you everything we got left. <laughs> And I was like, yo, you should be president. <laughs> you fiscal benevolent motherfucker. <laughs> and like, if anyone asks, I'm a liberal guy, but like, I've been thinking about it and I think I might actually be conservative because I was at Safeway behind a 70 year old man who took 25 minutes to use his EBT card to buy a stick of gum. And I was like, why the fuck am I paying for you to be alive? <laughs> I pay for your Medicaid, I pay for your groceries, I pay for the streets that you walk slowly down. And then when he left, I used my EBT card, but way more efficiently. <laughs> but I'm excited, because every four years they ask the presidential candidates how much a gallon of milk costs, and they fuck it up because they're too rich to buy their own groceries. And this year, everybody's gonna get it wrong, except for Bernie Sanders, who's gonna be like, I don't buy milk, I own a cow. And then he's gonna talk about it. Joke is so dumb. <laughs> but I, I, like, I just, I'm super bitter against rich people. Like when I was little, I thought being rich meant you had a hundred dollars, cause that's a shitload of action figures. And then when I got a little bit older, I thought being rich meant you had a million dollars. And now I think being rich means you make 25,000 a year and have a dental plan. <laughs> and it's all been equally unachievable. Like I can't get to it. And like the first rich people I ever met were all rich people's kids and I'm not trying to offend anybody in this garage, but fuck you if you ever brought name brand fruit snacks to the school cafeteria. <laughs> it was always some kid named Noah who was like, oh, my fruit snacks are shaped like street sharks riding motocross bicycles. Be like, oh, word, my name is Curtis and my fruit snacks are shaped like the fruits they're supposed to taste like. Go fuck yourself, Noah, all the money in the world don't bring your parents back together. <laughs> Some poor kid comes by named Anton. He's like, you should both count your blessings. My, two, my parents are too poor to afford 
fruit snacks. It's like, fuck you, Anton. The government buys your lunch. You eat pizza every day. <laughs> My mom says, your mom puts all your lunch money up her nose. <laughs> and then the proctor gave me detention for starting a class war. It was real time. I found out that a friend of mine was rich recently. It was very difficult for me. They invited me over to have drinks, and I opened up their cup cupboard, and all the cups were the same. <laughs> like, you know those big plastic cups you get at Taco Bell? They didn't have any. <laughs> so, oh, no. I was like, this probably might be rich. And then just to make sure, I opened their Tupperware cupboard, and, like, there wasn't a single big margarine cup. <laughs> And like it was all stacked correctly and like the red spaghetti Tupperwares were isolated from the other Tupperwares. And I just left, cause if I'm gonna get murdered, it's not gonna be in an apartment in Portland. <laughs> Only serial killers have good Tupperware drawers. It's fucked up. I'll see your Tupperware drawer. I said I was going to the bathroom, but I was like, yo, I want what this house is like. <laughs> I'm home alone in your house. I looked in your, your medical cabinet. And like, I use some of those creams too. <laughs> I think that's the most fun thing to do at house parties is go through the medicine cabinet and then just casually bring it up to people. <laughs> be like, oh, I see you're a Sudafed guy and you got weird feet. <laughs> so much fun. I, uh, I'm trying to be a better person, I'm trying to be there for women in a way that I wasn't always there for women. Like, I don't catcall people anymore. Not for any moral reason, just because it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> I've never met a woman who was like, oh, I was walking down the street and some dude was like, hey, sugar tits, we've been together for three years ever since. <laughs> but I am trying to convince my girlfriend to walk ahead of me on a busy street while she wears a tight green dress while I walk behind her and shout, hey, green dress, what's your mouth feel like? And then she's gonna turn around and jump into my arms and start making out with me, and then every dude in that area will be like, yo, but one time though, it totally works. <laughs> she's like, I'm not gonna do that to other women. I'm like, that's fine, baby, I love you very much. <laughs> but we're in a rough spot right now. Well, I'm in a rough spot right now, but she says we have to go through hard times together. Um, she says that a lot, I don't know why. <laughs> So, she's out of town right now, so I'm just talking a lot of shit about her. Like, she's been gone for four days, and I'm like a little bit of a bad boy, so like, I just watched all the Netflix movies I'd say I wouldn't watch without her. I, just, I finished Orange is the New Black, baby. It turns out it doesn't get any better. It just, just makes prison look like a fucking summer camp. <laughs> but she's been gone. Ah, oh, it's so hard. My single friends are so sad, and like, I haven't touched a butt in four days, and I just want to touch a butt so badly. <sighs> I love butts. It's just a little like smack, like, good morning, baby. And then you smack her butt and she's like, I don't like it when you do that, but she does because you've got a, a relationship. Oh God. Just want to touch a butt. But we're having a hard time right now because I found out the other day that I'm $10,000 in credit card debt. And I looked it up, and all of that 10000 is money I've spent trying to be a comedian, which means this is not going that high. <laughs> like, at this point, comedy can either work out, I can pay off my debts and go back to having regular zero dollars, or I have to do what normal people do when they give up on their dreams, which is have a kid, I guess. <laughs> be like, fuck, I hope this new person figures it out. <laughs> 
It's weird what parents laugh at that is the thing. <laughs> but then ever since that realization, I've been super baby crazy and I don't know what's happened to me. Like the other night I had sex with my girlfriend. I fell asleep. I had a dream where I was sitting on the bleachers of a Little League game just feeling proud for no reason. <laughs> And I got super into it. I was like, let's go, red team, you got this. And this dude next to me was like, what are you so excited about? Your kid's team is losing. And I was like, yeah, my kid is trying and trying his hard, so I'll support him through anything. And then I jacked that dad in the face for talking shit about my baby. So if I'm gonna be a dad, I'm gonna be the drunkest dad at every public function. I'm gonna be at every other Christmas kind of dad. But then I woke up in a cold sweat because violence is startling to me. And I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, boo-boo, I just had a vision. We gotta get you pregnant. And she shot out of bed, looked me dead in the eyes and said, stop ruining my life. So I guess we're waiting. She says I can't get her pregnant until I prove I'm ready to be a dad. So yesterday, yesterday I went to Best Buy and bought every Steely Dan album they had. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that Yacht Rock would work in this garage. Private eyes, I wash it, yeah. What are some other, th how, how old are you for real? Are you like, you're over 35, right? Do you ever notice that every man over 35 has a story about how they found porn in the woods? <laughs> every single man is like, yeah, we were walking through the woods cause that's what you did in the 80s. <laughs> and there was all this porn. And then we went to a shed and we jacked each other off. And you're like, dad, why would you be telling me this? Like, oh, there was a lot of coke in the 80s. <laughs> Every, every single man. <laughs> why did you, why didn't you just Google porn? <laughs> I found porn because I tried to Google search uh, the classic high octane Vin Diesel movie, Triple X. <laughs> and then it was like, hey, this isn't what you were looking for. But like, here you go. <laughs> and then I like left because I was frightened. I was too young. I didn't jack off to porn because I was like, right, I grew up in the 90s. Why am I looking at you, right? <laughs> I grew up in this real, like, sweet point in the 90s where, like, the music videos were real sexy. You ever see the Outkast music video, I Like the Way You Move? You remember that, that white girl with the blonde highlights back when that was a big thing? Oh. I jacked off to her for the first time. And then, and this was not on purpose, but... The first time I ever jacked off was September 10th, 2001. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have waited. <laughs> it was so long ago, it's okay. We're gonna have more tragedies. Like, look ahead, not behind. <laughs> we made ISIS. We've got plenty of big buildings. I don't like where I'm going with this made myself uncomfortable. What else did I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, uh, I guess I'll just talk about the news because this feels like NPR. Okay, so uh, Barack Obama can't nominate like a Supreme Court justice, uh, which is fine. I don't, it's fine. And, but he was able to nominate a, a new librarian of Congress, <laughs> which is a job I didn't know. He nominated Dr. Carla Hayden. And if she's nominated, she'll be the first African-American and the first woman ever to be in charge of the biggest library in the world. Uh, but like, who cares? <laughs> like, nobody, 
And like, if you're gonna be a woman or a black person, you had better be the first at whatever you do because otherwise nobody gives a fuck, you know? Like, we all know Guy Buford was the first black man in space, but we don't know who the second black man in space was. Also, you, none of you have ever heard of Guy Buford. Like, it just doesn't, it's still Black History Month. This is, and she's just like, what is, at a live, what are you gonna do at a library at this point? Just like, she's just gonna be telling senators not to use the public computers for more than 30 minutes at a time. Just like, talking about when the Dewey desk. What if she gets like ultimate shushing powers? Like she can just shush you no matter where she is. If you don't pay her overdue fine, she can order a drone strike. <laughs> God. And then I got super interested in the library account. I was trying to see if they had the Animorph books and they don't. Uh, and then I looked and they, they do have Tuesdays with Maury, uh, which is garbage. Like if you haven't read Tuesdays with Maury, just call your grandmother once a week and it's the exact same thing. And then I looked it up, and the Library of Congress has a very rare edition of Mein Kampf written entirely in Braille. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, I thought that maybe, like, Hitler just wanted all of his Aryan brothers to have a chance to hate people equally. But then I learned that he, like, hated blind people. So then I thought maybe he just had a copy in the waiting room at the four sterilization chambers just for some light reading. Now I think it's probably just because those little tiny bumps made him feel better about his micro penis. Which is, <laughs> all right, I don't care about that joke either. I don't know what you guys want from me. More stuff about kids, more relatable grown-up stuff. <sighs> hey, who uses Excel? <laughs> I be using Excel all the time. You, hey. Who writes their fifth graders' essays while they say them over the, I don't know how that works. Kids can type, can kids type now? Yeah. Uh, I didn't learn how to type till I was in there. You know, I'm not digital native, what's up? <laughs> you know, I remember things like landlines and stuff that you probably like to talk about. <laughs> how are you? How old are your kids? Oh shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just have this great glow about you. I thought you were a mother. No. no. Good for you. Who here does have kids? Oh, only, oh, that's a very small, oh, are you guys with the kids together or are you guys kids separately but you are together? Either one's fine. Oh, yours, mine, and ours kind of thing. That's exhausting. That's, wow. How many kids all together? Oh, that's fine. Wait, no, wait, what? How does she have a kid, and you have a kid, and then you have a kid together, and you only have two, ch did one of them fuck up, and you're like, we're not talking to you anymore? How, so you have two kids? Oh, together. Oh, that's fine. It's not as exciting as what I was hoping for. How old are your kids? Nine and 12. 12-year-old girl, that's dangerous? Is that for real? Man, it's probably crazy. I've never had a child before. 12-year-old girl, 9-year-old boy? Okay, the boy will be easy, right? Yeah. Do you, are you like, are you like, you know, like an Ira Glass-looking Portland father? <laughs> are you like raising your son to be like a modern man where he like, cries and reads haikus to girls he likes? <laughs> or are you raising your son to be like a real man who just like buries it inside until he kills you? <laughs> You're trying to get that sweet balance? That's how you make one of these? 
Go for you guys. Have you can I ask, have you had to have like a sex talk with either of them yet? Both of them. Oh, what? How was that? They run. They didn't want to listen. Wow. From what? <laughs> All of sex. It's hard, like, cause you like you can't really like come when you're a little boy. So like, when my mom explained sex to me, I thought she was like, you just pee in a woman, and then there's a baby. Cause that's what, like, that's all you do is like, it's very confusing. Cause like when you're like nine, you only get like anger boners. <laughs> mom, why is my bedtime at eight? My dick is so big. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be a little girl. Uh, my sister had the sex talk probably separately in a different room. I don't, I don't know. I should ask, no, I shouldn't, why would I? I don't know. What makes it the, what makes like, what's your biggest concern for like, cause like you're Portland parents, so like you, I'm sure you want her to like have her agency and her like comfort and go out there and do things, but you also like want her to never have sex until she's married. But you also know what kind of lives you lived and, you know? Like how do you like look a child in the eye and be like, don't ever do coke, even though you're like, coke is great baby girl. <laughs> You know, like do coke. If you ever do coke, call us. Let mommy do it first so she knows it's not cut all weird. <laughs> yeah. But for real, like, how are you guys gonna tackle that? You know? You haven't had the coke talk? Yo, they're starting young, man. You gotta get in on it. You ever heard of something called Tumblr? It's just BDSM porn and coke. That's all it is. Who said yeah to BDSM? Oh, the person with, oh, the person next to the person with a kid. What's up? <laughs> I can't, I, my BDSM is all fucked up. I was like looking at some BDSM sites that I like and I keep scrolling down and be like, this is nice. Like, this is what I came here for. <laughs> and then there's all these random swastikas and it's like, oh, again, you fucking <laughs> Why are all the BDSM porn people Nazis? Why can't I just, why, why can't, like some weird white guy in a suit brutalize a young black woman without using the n-word that's all i'm asking for <laughs> you know is that so much what's your name do you say that's a tall order <laughs> i don't think you should have custody of your children <laughs> it is probably a tall order portland has been a weird place like i'm i uh i'm black um and my girlfriend's black. We're both half black and half white. Uh, but my dad is black and my mom is white, which is like the good kind of mixed. <laughs> She's got like that fucking weird kind where they all come out as artists. It's fucked up. <laughs> We're walking down MLK together holding hands. So my girlfriend's way lighter skinned than me and people often mistake her for white. Uh, and we're walking down the street and this white woman sees us and she rolls down her car window and she throws a soda can at me and she's like, stick with your own kind, nigger. And so I turn around and shout, go fuck yourself, you stupid cunt. And then me and my girlfriend got into a three hour long argument about how apparently I'm the asshole in that situation. <laughs> she was like, why would you use that word? I was like, why would I use an offensive word to offend somebody? That's why we made those words. She was like, Martin Luther King would have turned the other cheek. I was like, baby, they killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> He can't keep being our barometer for everything. 
But she explained to me that like you're not supposed to use words that offended a mean a specific group while you insult somebody else, which doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why if you were mean to me and so I'm being mean to you, I'd be considerate to a non-present third party. But after three hours, really all I learned is that she didn't get hit as a kid, and so words hurt her more, which is a no. Do you hit your kids? You can say yes, you're with adults. Listen, if you don't hit your kids, you know that every adult who's ever met your kids has wanted to hit your kids. <laughs> oh. You hit one of them? You've wanted to, but instead you... You mentally tortured them. Some weird liberal shit. Just hit them one good time, just so that they know that, like, you know... Because kids who don't get hit grow up to be, like, Remember Caitlyn? She's gonna be like, I'm just gonna be myself all the time, it'll be okay. People who do get hit know that there are bad situations that can come up for them. Like prison, you know? Everybody wants prison to be like nice, right? People wanna like rehabilitate people and make it less scary, but if prison was like at all comfortable, I would kill so many people. What's your name? Greg. Greg, what's your social security number? When did they start giving socials? He, he has one. You got one too. What? One. Oh, I have one. I just wasn't sure when they started, you know? <laughs> How old are you? 47. You're 47? Oh my God. You look all right. I've seen worse 47s. My dad is 50, 50, 54, 54, which is four years average older than the average uh, life expectancy of a black person. So we are just, just waiting for that call. <laughs> Be like, your dad fucked up with his diabetes again. No, is this not funny? He's got, he's got life insurance, I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> he was gonna die, I'm gonna pay off that $10,000 in credit card debt, still gonna get my boo-boo pregnant. It's gonna be <laughs> what do you have, like, tips, like, how did you convince her to let you get her pregnant? Or was it like, oops? She convinced you to let you get her pregnant. Was that hard at all? Was that diff just like, what if we did it without this like little sheath? No, look, this is a, it's a magic. The, the moment of conception uh, is, 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 you know, isn't that like a thing? It was a long time ago. You don't remember? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> this is a woman that you love, who you have children with, and you're not gonna, you don't remember when you put a baby in her? When you started the process of life? Depending on what state you're in? I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, you did Coke and then you got, your dick doesn't work on Coke. It works the next day though like crazy. Like you wake up and you're like, oh fuck. This guy knows. I seen all those records. You don't need all those records. Some of those are just for rolling shit and doing stuff. <laughs> Do you have any coke for real though? I won't tell anybody, but like, it's always like the fun old people that have coke. It's like, hey, we're gonna have a party
We tell most people to use the downstairs bathroom, but if you're cool, you can use the upstairs. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Give it up for Kristen Cooper, brother. Give it up for Curtis Cook. For White Tiger Radio, this has been fantastic. Thanks for having all your comics tonight. Mara Wiles, Kirsten Koopenbender, Caitlin Weyerhaeuser, Sean Connery, and Curtis Cook. Thanks so much. And have a great night. <laughs>